ओम तेजोशी तेजमय धेही बीरमसी बीरमय धेही बलमसी बलमय धेही अजोशी अजमय धेही मन्यरसी मन्यमय धेही सहसी सहमय धेही इफेलजन पावर आर दाव फिल्मित पावर भेलार आर दाव फिल्मित भेलार स्ट्रेंथ आर दाव फिल्मित स्ट्रेंथ भाइटल एनर्जी आर दाव फिल्मित भाइटल एनर्जी रिजॉल्व एगेंस्ट रॉंग आर दाव फिल्मित दट रिजॉल्व फोर्टिट्यूड आर दाव फिल्मित फोर्टिट्यूड ओम शांति 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 पीस पीस <coughs> the topic today the practice of serenity i'll read a few quotations first some are related to subjects some are a little distant but i've got a good amount of quotations which i've not read for one year two years so i don't feel like giving them up anyhow but they are very meaningful of course yeah a truly meditative man can be recognized by his movements his face his eyes he has wonderful poise his mind is tranquil shami adbhuta ananda in samadhi outer consciousness all vanishes the mind is perfectly detached from the sense world lasting peace of mind is impossible apart from peace with god yet enduring peace with god comes only when a man is ready to surrender his own peace of mind in a christian century he who discerns all creatures in his self and his self in all creatures has no disquiet thence what delusion what grief can be with him ishavasya upanishad a serene spirit accepts pleasure and pain with an even mind and is unmoved by either he alone is worthy of immortality gita <coughs> undisturbed calmness of mind is attained by cultivating friendliness toward the happy compassion for the unhappy delight in this virtuous and indifference toward the wicked patanjali seek not to have that everything should happen as you wish but wish for everything to happen as it actually does happen and you will be serene epictetus serenity comes not alone by removing the outward causes and occasions of fear but by the discovery of inward reservoir to draw upon rufus 
um, Jonas, the testimony of the soul. No suffering befalls the man who calls nothing his own, Dharmapada. Wells, training and traditions against the natural and the undisciplined. Shakespeare, present fears are less than horrible imaginings. John Samuel Johnson, all fear is painful. And when it conduces not to safety, is painful without use. Every consideration, therefore, by which groundless terrors be removed, adds something to human happiness. There is belief in some continuity, belief in certain things here. Yeah. Six fears of men, of poverty, death, ill health, loss of love, old age, and criticism. Oh, have you heard Napoleon's statement? All the scholastic scaffolding falls as ruined edifice before one single word, faith. Nothing to do with my topic. But anyhow, wholeheartedness is contagious. Give yourself if you wish to get others. Convictions are the main springs of action. No moral power in doubt. Goethe, give me the benefit of your convictions, if you have any, but keep your doubts to yourself, for I have enough of my own. Marcus Aurelius, a man's life is what his thoughts make of it. Burke, tell me what are the prevailing sentiments that occupy the minds of your young men, and I will tell you what is to be the character of the most of the next generation. Sir Sivaswami Ayer, the ethical progress of oh, as a judge. The ethical progress of a community has to be judged more by the ideals of conduct which it sets, sets forth 
before itself than by the extent of the conformity of its members to its ideal. The test of vocation is the love of the drudgery it involves. Whitman, when I give, I give myself. The zeal will do more than knowledge, has it. We persuade others by being earnest ourselves, has it. Ministry is the worst of all trades and, and best of all professions. Ask yourself whether you are happy and you cease to be so, mill. Schopenhauer said, happiness is absence of suffering. Alexander Pope, blessed is he who expects nothing, for he shall never be disappointed. Napoleon, a leader is a dealer in hope. <clears throat> a real leader points the way. Better not to tell anymore. Mahatma Gandhi, truth never damages a cause. That is just. Napoleon, if you want a thing done well, do it yourself. Silence belongs to a happy state. Tolstoy, there is only one way of serving mankind and thereby becoming better yourself. Voltaire, we never live, we are always in the expectation of living. Seneca, it is the bounty of nature that we live, but of philosophy that we live well, which is in truth a greater benefit than life itself. Carlyle, speech is great, but silence is greater. 
the unspoken word does, never does harm a judicious silence is always better all that somebody had listed the signs of mental anxiety fear to live alone in darkness or of unknown things two without reason to be anxious out of fear three fear of animals transport and crowds of people four concentration lessens memory weakens concentration lessens memory weakens sleep doesn't come at night sleep breaks but bad dreams tired after getting up become in all words lacking joy and enthusiasm practicing practice of serenity serenity is calmness every one of us sometime or other we feel that we could be free from anxieties worries grief which are dependent on external factors often but it is the mind which reacts to the situation if it is simply we have to suffer there is no use of philosophy theory tactic but the whole idea of spiritual effort is to try to control the reactions of the mind so there are special special advices try to be tranquil calm serene under all circumstances and average man of course can react but if you want to get above it you will have to control the reactions in the upanishads and other sacred literature this importance of it has been stressed in chandagopanishad there is a famous line to meditate first become calm shanta upasita upasita means worship or ancient meaning was meditate but to meditate you must be calm first so what those who have read vivekananda you know he was advising when you sit for meditation if necessary if you are too restless touch every part of the body and tell in peace 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 or some type of word calm peacefulness peace word shanti word as if with thought as if physically you are quieting stilling the body because with the restless body you can't meditate really mind cannot be concentrated if the mind is too much body is too much restless so you have to practice asanas so that you can stay in the same position without moving for some time swami ji darshan in america in the 19th century prescribed that if you cannot sit on the floor on cross legged which buddha and other people did and became a current in the world producing varieties of yogic results he said sit on a chair with your straight back 
back pressure straight. Then only spiritual power passes to the spinal column. That is the theory. And of course, said that chairs must not be sinking chair, and you must not lean against the back. As a compromise, but the major point was straight back for the free flow of the spiritual power called Kundalini. Anyhow, the major idea for doing anything you would caught in your mind, even for studies these that whenever you want to do something serious, you control yourself, con- make your mind calm. Or observe when your mind is calm and serene, you'll find your breathing also has become slow, prolonged. So the pranayama people came forward that not only asanas, you must practice pranayama also. That is by breathing, rhythmic breathing, you can quieten your mind. So bodily control, quietening the body, mind control. So two positions before meditation becomes successful. But with the whole process we say it is meditation. It is a loose way of talking. So these are the three stages, calmness, and calmness is serenity. The result of meditation also is serenity. Acharya Shankara was too intellectual to accept anything on trust. But anyhow, he said, what is the result of dhyana, meditation? He said, contentment and tranquility. Tranquility, we understand, when I quietly sit, if the desires are not too many, too many, plans are not too much, then mind should be calm. By why is that contentment? It is a little intriguing. But that is from the practical experience. When you are calm and serene, tremendous emotions are not there, patience are not there, you are neither angry nor hateful, and not excessive emotions also are not there, too much excited and all that. That means a calm, serene condition. And that is conducive to serious thinking, serious effort, that is the idea. Anyhow, tranquility is the immediate effect. Those who practice meditation for three months, they will find that some part of the mind has become quieter. Of course, what businessmen, president of the chambers of commerce from India visited me. So, is a devotee. So, I asked him, how long you meditate? The pet came, the answer, no, we can't meditate, we are businessmen. <laughs> Whenever we quiet our mind, all the plans come. All the plans for doing this, doing that comes. Or so, Yatishraj, you are fond of telling one story. In this country, he was in Philadelphia for some years. So he was giving meditation, let us meditate. That was his method. He always sat cross-legged, his chairs were big like this. So several people were there, one young man also was there, nicely folded his legs and meditated. Then at the end he asked, what did you feel? Oh, I had wonderful ideas about helicopter. <laughs> because he a helicopter engineer, you see. 
So your meditation can produce all types of results according to your talents and qualities, special makeup that way. Anyhow, so that thoughts, so mere meditation is not enough. It must be for a higher cause. But it is enough for a person. I want to succeed in a particular line. I may not go towards God, but I may succeed in that one. Meditation. That's why old idea was Rajavidya Rajagusya. Meditational techniques should not be taught to people who are unregenerate. In the, if they are not moralist, if they are no sympathy for the other people, they should not be taught because they can do harm also more. See, as they can help more, they can harm also more because more powerful mind one concentrated attention. So that should not be taught, Raja Gushya. But nowadays everything is open, nothing is secret. So better to tell and clarify the position. Clarify the position. Anyhow, good thoughts is an important idea. That is why Swami Vivekananda gives the tradition, gives a training of meditation. First, send good thoughts towards the whole world. Not only good, good to myself, let all the world be happy, peaceful, serene, that idea. By the way, yesterday I saw the El Gore's program, and all right people are jumping, I hope they have touched about a billion people. It's a wonderful cause, save the earth from global warming. I don't think it's a political issue, it is the life-saving issue of the world itself. I believe in it. Anyhow, we should not ignore it, though it is not part of my lecture. But, <laughs> but of course I want peace. Without peace you cannot have mental peace. If political trouble is going on, all the trouble, you cannot be peaceful. So, uh, balancing of society is also necessary. And that is precisely the argument used by Sri Krishna to persuade Arjuna to go and fight. Fight why? To bring the basic serenity of calmness in society. If society is not peaceful, normal life is not possible. So in ancient India, most of the fights were among the top people. Even now, but begin with modern education, everybody is concerned about everybody. Everything, you know, newspaper is open, all types of troubles are there. Good news they will not give first. So they will give the bad news. And peace talks, last place they have given or later. Because the owners don't want too much publicity. Uh, be peaceful, don't do this, don't, don't do that. Anyhow, so this idea that Siriti Nez and Arjuna was persuaded, you are, your duty is to bring peace in society so that all other evocations life can be practiced. So it is a dharmic duty, duty based on spiritual ideal. Now if it involves violence, still you should do it, because if you don't do it, millions more will be suffering more. That was the major argument. But he said, but you have to do it as a duty, not out of anger. Somebody has done harm to me. My property they have taken away. Not out of anger or hatred, but out of a 
sense of duty for the upkeep of the world, that idea. Anyhow, so the motive was controlling physical activity and all that. Anyhow, it is the world search. It is the individual search for calmness, peacefulness. Similarly, world search also, especially after the atom bomb was invented, everywhere the awareness came that war must be assured, must be given up. Because the war means destruction of all the parties. So the old tradi- tradition of war cannot be practiced anymore. But how to bring peace peace in society? So varieties of movements are going on in the world. And if they can influence politics, men in politics, or the people who control the wealth, they will have to impress by the other people. That is the movement, for two, two-pronged movement, social peace and individual peace. Individual peace is necessary for individuals. Social peace for creating the climate for it. But my topic is practice of serenity. So now, by and large, you understand that serenity is necessary in practical life, in individual's life, it is necessary for the collective life also. Now, collective life, you have got very limited influence. You become very good, very nice, very peaceful, doesn't mean the whole society will accept it. Accepting this type of huge movements, where billion people probably will be touched, and hopefully some result will be produced, whether they will be able, because power is not in their hands. It is average people who are making noise, whether the entire society will be affected, or the people in their helmet, at the helm of society, that is a separate question, doubtful question. But anyhow, <clears throat> but this is the democratic way of influence the society. How far it will influence, God knows. Anyhow, so that part, I may contribute when boating comes, or singing and dancing a little like last night, you can do that. The most, more than that, you have no real part giving moral support. But your own peace of mind is much more important. The world may go to the dogs, I don't bother, if I'm all right. Averagement says, let me be all right, let the world go, whatever I can do, I'm helpless, I can't do anything. So if I can't change the world, World, why should I go and boat and get into trouble? Or no trouble, unless an exhaustion. Laziness is better than not doing anything, you see. But anyhow, so individual peace, how to bring that individual peace? Individual serenity. The basic point is a determination. That too much of restlessness, too much of anxieties, too much of worries are useless. They are detrimental to my calmness and serenity. We have already tried to establish that calmness and serenity is the way of enjoyment. One type of enjoyment, not a positive, exciting type of enjoyment, but calm, serene. You ask somebody, how are you? You are fine. Fine means no trouble. As Supernovar was telling, huh? happiness is absence of suffering. If I ask you, how are you? Oh, we are fine. No headache, no toothache, no stomach. Okay, we are all right, sir. I am all right, wife is all right, 
daughter is all right, son is all right, you are all right. There may be killing outside, but I am not affected. That is the idea. If I am affected, of course, I shall have to help that all. Anyhow, so how to keep that serenity? So first idea is to resolve that I shall remain calm. And for such people that you need not do any other practice, there is determination, I won't become riled. Then the question comes, why I am riled? So find out the cause and remove it. Then it will be easier to remain calm. Then you have to find out the cause for this restlessness. Or you take a sort of philosophy of life on the basis of which you judge everything. Suffering is a part of life. Misery is a part of life. Why? Happiness is happiness because there is unhappiness. If there is no unhappiness, there is no happiness also. My favorite example is, there is no good food unless there is bad food. Every day you get good food, how do you know it is good? You must see something bad, then only you know ah, it is better. I, mine is better. So this is called the pairs of opposites. The entire dualistic world is based upon these pairs of opposites. Matter, antimatter, all these ideas. So it will be the nature of things. So you must develop an attitude, a philosophy based on a philosophy, a sort of an attitude. How attitude is built up? Common man's attitude is who has seen suffering much. Oh, it is in life. Uh, in life it happens. So you get gradually, you get hardened. You gradually get hardened. That I won't be disturbed. Anyhow, in a part of life, what can I do? I tried everything, of course. As long as I know I can do something, I must try. In spite of my trial, if nothing happens, then what can I do? I should have to accept it. Then if I accept it, why cry and escape? Without less less crying. Absolutely not crying is probably not possible, especially when you have got physical ailment. Why mental ailment, people say that is more important than physical. Physical you can bear, but not the mental ailment. Anyhow, so that will person out. How to do it? So you build up a philosophy. The common effect of that philosophy is the abridgment's philosophy. It is not foolproof. Uh, it happens in life. Of course, the, the, the effect is you may lose all zeal for remedying it. You may enter depression. Sort of fighting depression, you must keep trying. As long as you are keeping trying, so long you are not depressed. You may uh, feel disheartened, this, that, but you are not yet depressed, technically speaking. So that effort is kept up. One effort is philosophy, an attitude towards life. Or if you are a devotee, oh, God is testing me. Or if you are a great philosopher, Body and mind are extraneous things. I should not be identified too much. Whenever I am identified, I suffer much, so I, will, I shall try not to be unidentified. And a philosophy supports it, of course. 
gyan yoga and others support it. Bhakti Yoga says, take it as God's will. You may cry and weep to God, but still accept it as will and don't be too much, too much agitated. And yogis are raised by self-control. It is your mind to control your mind. How? By t- learning the technique of meditation, which d- involves withdrawing in the mind and focusing it, two methods. If you are able to withdraw your mind from a pain area, there is no pain. If you are 30% successful, 30% less. So the other right get constant busy with something, something you love. See? Some type of project you take, which you love, then try to forget yourself, at least as long as you can. That is another method. These are the four major methods based on the four yogas, uh, philosophy and understanding the situation, or why mind behaves this way. External situation, if you change, go ahead and change it. If you can't change, change yourself. That is the only person who is un- should be under your control. Not fully under, but should be under control. And how to make it under control? With a philosophy, with a theory, uh, with an attitude towards time based on religion, sect, religion and all that. Devotional method, yogic method and all that. Psychological methods, how the mind works. If you can change the attitude, Psychological method is for changing the attitude. My favorite example. A pain has come. Say I am doing exercise. It gives pain only. Exercise is giving pain to the body. But you are assured that if you give pain to the body every day, half an hour, you will have good health for 30, 40, 50 years. So that pain becomes an enjoyment or at least promise of an enjoyment. And promise of an enjoyment is an enjoyment. They give the analogy of a hemp smoker. He's preparing the hemp and getting joy in enjoyment before the actual smoking. Similarly, you cook. A mother is cooking for her loved ones, for her children, husband, is that. The whole process of trouble of cooking it becomes enjoyable because I am doing for my loved one. That is the idea. So the process of trouble in life can be worked out in such a way it ceases to be a pain because of change by attitude. I am doing it for the loved one, not because I am compelled by situation, by circumstances. So these are psychological positions, psychological attitudes. Or my another example. You have get, got up from bed with heavy cold, wheezing, sneezing, feeling so bad, aching. And you feel, oh, why me? The whole world is going on happily and I am suffering. God is very unkind. Very un- but then the morning paper comes, you find one million people are suffering from flu. Of course, flu always comes from outside. You are never responsible for flu. But anyhow, you feel better. Not that your pain has gone, but you know one million people are suffering with me. I am not singled out. When a man suffers, he thinks he is the only person suffering. 
It doesn't look around. But whenever it tries to look around, his obsession with himself will be lessened, at least for the time being. And that gives him some, some type of relief. That's why often the social gospelers say, if you want to be happy, get involved with others. Get involved with others will bring pain also, of course. But anyhow, you, are, you, need, uh, you need your mind to go somewhere else. Getting pain also is same same source. Whatever gives you joy gives pain. Whatever gives you pain will bring joy also, normally. Say a child is very lovable, very enjoyable. But the child falls sick. So it's very painful. You are anxious. What will happen? What will happen? That idea. So many people don't bother about themselves, but bother about their loved ones. I knew a good friend of mine and 50 years ago. So he suddenly phoned to me that my grandson will have some type of surgery. He's in America. Please pray for him. Please bless him. Then I told how are you? I had heart bypass three months ago. But at that time he did not feel the need to get my blessings or whatever it is. But sometimes faith is there probably. If a monk or Swami blesses for something, good will happen. But his anxiety was grandson, not about himself. So where love is involved, we become more anxious. And that also you have to tell it's God's child, God will look after it. Whether God will look after it or not is a different question. But your faith will save you till the, till the child dies, of course, <laughs> at least. After that you are secure. Or when you are going to die. Uh, if you know there is no other hope having gone to the abyss, it will lie, dying will be a very painful affair. Or the apprehension of dying. But if you are like the Hindu, Buddhist, you believe, another body will be given. You are secure. A new car will be given instead of an old broken car. Who, who will not take it? Who will not take it? And will be happy. Uh, will not take it. Of course, if you are sure of the car, of course. I remember one Swami, Premeshanaji, whose book we brought out, uh, Go Forward book. He inspired me very much in my younger days. He came, he was very jolly, 80, 84 years at that time, and full of ailments. This happened, that happened, this one later lost one, I also. And all types of diseases, their heart trouble, main, of course. But he came to the headquarters, met our general secretary, vice president. These are all of his, his age group, 80, 85, or 75, something like that. After 70, we are all the same. 70 to 100 is the same age group. <laughs> so he was coming and cutting jokes, this, that. The general secretary, who was an old man, this, Masha, you are so jolly at this age with so many ailments. How come? He said, why should I be, not be jolly? Whole life I am thinking I shall meet Holy Mother. We are Holy Mother disciple. Mother is waiting for us. I shall go and meet her and remain in eternal joy. That is the faith. Eternal joy in bliss. Why should I be happy? The more nearing death, I should be more and more happy. Days are nearing. You see, something good has happened. 
somebody is getting married ha ah, days are coming you will be more and more happy it is coming uh, so in wonderful attitude wonder of course here mind control other controls are there in spite of suffering uh, in spite of suffering he was able to retain that attitude most of the time i am sure he had very bad moments but still some control was there so that is the idea of trying to retain the joyfulness with the future enjoyment is like this exercise pain future enjoyment study which is troublesome playing in the field would be much enjoyable for the children but the study with the hope if the parents can inject it the idea that you will enjoy much better later is it so these are the methods of trying to persuade the mind to create an attitude towards suffering attitude towards happiness nothing is necessary so you just enjoy nobody questions why i am happy if i am unhappy then only i say why i am unhappy god is very unkind but as i read some of the people are telling famous thinkers we are always in the expectation of living we never live so their point is don't think about the past don't think about the future they have not happened or already happened only 10% is under your control right present so concentrate on the present but most of us live on the past or in the future what will happen what will happen hopeful or unhopeful that type of idea so their idea is trying to cultivate hopefulness is better than cultivate depressive ideas uh, positive ideas that call even try be back on the advocate it he said be positive everything is believe in that positive idea and that remember that god is there and he will help you in your life cultivate the positive attitude and then gave the another in bhakti yoga cultivate the positive attitude you will be remain you will be nearer to god by remaining happy always than remaining sorrowful and again another place says if you are too much sorrowful go and shut yourself in your room you have no right to make other people unhappy of course poor other people will not get any solace you will have to some people must do it of course other they will not get the company of enthusiastic happy type of people our nature also a person is happy though he lives in surface life still we love him that he is happy exuding happiness and joyfulness now why showing vivek on the said that every time you have become sorrowful sad feeling bad that means you have lost faith in god that god is a just man is a good man eh? you th- think of him he should give you the good life then uh, any time you have taken this taken the suffering of the world seriously that means you have lost faith in god either look it up as a play of the lord and you are one of the players and when you are acting in a drama even if it is the 
part of a slave. You need not feel bad because you know it is a slave. Of course, it would be better to be king, but it, that also only three hours. <laughs> that is also only for three hours, you see. So either take the life itself is a drama. It is the play of the Lord. The two reasons have been given. God, why God creates. A normal creation is because you feel some type of want. When do you cook? Because you are hungry. If you have no hunger, you will not cook. So, want makes us work. Feeling of want. So, why God created? Did he feel a want? There is a story, but that is called a fable. Brihadaranaka and other Upanishad, Brahman felt alone because there is only one reality. But with human analogy they are telling, when a man is alone, man or woman, alone, they feel sad sometimes. Sometimes they are happy, I am alone, no problem. No enemy is nothing. Unless a second person is there, nobody to compete with you. Brihadaranaka said, Dityad boi bhayang bhavati. Fear comes from the existence of a separate person. Second person. If there is no second, nothing to be afraid of. You are always happy. Always happy. That idea. Anyhow, so fear comes because of the two ways that Shankar and others said, oh, the world doesn't exist. It is a sort of an illusion. So no world. So no imperfection in God. A feeling of want, want means imperfection. Imperfect God is no God, that is the idea. The other, then they cut the root of the world, so people don't like it. So more acceptable theory was given by Ramanuja and other thieves throughout the world, who take the world as a reality. So oh, it is the play of the Lord. A child prays on the, uh, the shores of the ocean, Bills with sand, varieties of castles, this, that. Then the mother calls, it throws everything and goes away. Next moment. It's unattached. Past playfulness. That is called lila, playfulness. So it is not really want. And now, so you'll have to take the world as a play, play of the Lord. And you are his playmates. You are his playmates. You stop telling that you are the peg in this, that, that cog in the wheel. Not in that sense, not compulsion. That give freedom, the idea. So that is the basic idea. Why he says, whenever you have become morose, sorrowful, you have lost faith in God. That God is the just God who will look after His progeny and all that. That is the important idea. Important idea. But Shankar and others point is, you remember that you are the only person there. So you need to be unhappy. Why should you be unhappy? You become unhappy for somebody else's behavior or how the world is going to the dogs. Uh, these are the things that make a war is going on, fight is going on, robbery is going on. You feel unhappy. But if you see only unity, reality, of course, then there is no suffering. That's all. I think most of you have read the story I read in probably Reader's Digest. Oh, ordinary study. The Eve was complaining to Adam. 
that you must have, your attention is not so much with me. Because Adam probably got tired of dead you were the same person, you see. So anyhow, you must, there must be another woman. That is the normal complaint of the eh, husband or wife, either way. So he said, no, no. There is only one woman in the world. So who are the other second woman? One man and one woman, Adam and Eve. Then Eva said, that's the right word. But at midnight they again counted all the ribs of Adam. <laughs> see, whether all the ribs are there or not, you see. From out of the rib of Adam, Eve was created, is it not? Or nowadays you don't know that story. Anyhow, the idea is oneness is there. In oneness there is no fear. But then you are negating the entire duality. The other idea is the idea of playful, playfulness of the Lord. There the idea, the whole thing is a theater. And you are part of the theater. So you will have to cooperate with God, otherwise theater will be a failure. So God also requires your help in that sense. But you must be satisfied with the part that is given to you. Otherwise the whole thing will be a failure. But when you know it is for a short time, so take that way and don't feel sad. It is I am playing only, acting, so you don't feel sad. So these are some of the ideas how you try to create an attitude, attitude towards suffering in life. An attitude towards happiness in life is not necessary. It's what really you enjoy. That is the main idea. Either with a philosophy, with a trust, with the great, great power behind, with a technique of self-mastery, or is the normal do get busy with your work. Go to the garden, go to the kitchen, go to your evocation, music, this, that, whatever. And the man who started running, I read at that time, run about the block, one, one, one block. Run around the block, your mood will change. It's true, the body chemistry changes, you see. So that was his prescription. So whatever prescription agrees with you, take that and go forward. We talk of religion, philosophy, yoga, so we talk in that line. But even physical means are available for changing the mood, when you know it is inevitable. So contrast, we must practice to remain calm and serenity. Before that, we must convince ourselves it is good. Many people think, unless they show restlessness, I am not showing concern about you and all that. So they understand what. Some people ask me, Swami, if we don't get angry or fight back, life becomes dull. So even a husband and wife must fight now and then. You see? It may be an acting, but still they must fight, otherwise life is too dull. I told you, in that case, fight. But why should it be real fight? You are doing for a purpose. My child doesn't understand my casualing, so I show him a rare eye. Because that is the language he understands. But if he understands the mom is acting, then of course he will not believe you. You see? I want father, who is a psych- psychologist, he told me, Swami, we can control 20 children of other people, but not our two children. <laughs> I can't control our children because they are all ins and outs of the mother and the father. Even they are little, they know. But 
The other children, they are more respectful of this. Anyhow, these are some of the ideas. Siri uh, is a step towards higher realization. For a spiritual practicant, it is necessary to practice some type of calmness and serenity. And that itself is an achievement. If you analyze your life, you'll find 80% of your living in the life is full of ups and downs, happiness and misery, happiness and misery. As long as you can bear it, go and bear it. But when you get older, nerves will be weaker, mind will be softer, all this. But it is the problems are there at that time, you learn. But better to learn earlier how to control the mind. At the age of 70, you start doing exercise. Still they say you can get some benefit, but not much. So better to start early in life. That is what Mahabharata says. Live your youth in such, live your daytime in such a way that you can have a good night's sleep. Live your youth in such a way that you can enjoy your older life, older, older years, that idea. So try to understand the position and then try to put into practice consciously a day-to-day by daily practice. Meditation and other things are unconscious way of doing it, but if you know why I am doing it, one of the purposes that will produce better result. That is the idea. Thank you. Om Asatoma Sadgamaya, Tamasoma Jyotir Gamaya, Mitturma Amritam Gamaya, Sarve Loka Sugna Bhavantu, Sarve Santu Niramaya, Sarve Bhadrani Pashantu, Makashi Dukhabhag Bhavit. Lead us from the unreal to the real, lead us from darkness to light, lead us from death to immortality. May all people be happy, may all people be free from disease. May none be subject to suffering. Om Shanti, Shanti, Shanti. Peace, peace, peace.